This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of NL Hafta from an extremely news packed week. In fact, the last 2-3 days have been packed with more news than we know what to do with. while also being involved with protests because of the assaults on press freedom which we shall discuss we record this on thursday the 5th of october at 2 in the afternoon judging by the way the week has gone lots more may happen in the next two days which may not find its way into the recording by the time this goes online on saturday and sunday now welcome everybody we have a panel that is quite special today actually we have an old friend joining us on hafta mehraj lon Hello, hi. Welcome back, nice Mehraj. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again, Mehraj. If you want to do some edits while you're on the hafta, yeah, well. feel free. <laughs> feel free to chip in. So, Mehraj, right now is heading strategy at Scroll. Am I getting it right? He's heading strategy yeah. at Scroll. Editorial uh, strategy. He has in the past been a colleague at News Laundry. You have heard on the hafta many times. Uh, also joining us on Zoom uh, from her city, Chennai, is Jeshri. Hi, Jeshri. Hello, hello. Joining us in the studio is Manisha Pandey, Hello. our managing editor and award-winning journalist. Uh, Raman sir is on leave, much deserved for two weeks. He's in Sikkim, so I really He's don't know how that's going with the floods. Yeah, with the floods, so. which are possibly the worst in many years and worse than uh, Uttarakhand. Some people are saying. Then what happened? So with the we'll get a first-hand account when he is back. And yeah. also joining us on this very special episode is Professor Ravi Kant Kesana. Welcome, Professor. Hi, hi. Uh, thank you for having me. A pleasure. Most of you know him as Buffalo Intellectual. Uh, he is a professor of cultural studies, and his research looks at the intersection of caste with structures of privilege and popular culture. He writes under the name Buffalo Intellectual on the internet. Uh, he critically scrutinizes Savarna systems of cultural hegemony, and uh, I'm sure many of you are aware of his Like a Savarna series. and he also he's also the host of mind your buffalo podcast we'll of course discuss the raids on news professionals and even non-news professionals across the country in the last couple of days mm. and of course the big news maker of the weekend caste census which according to some spe- people speculating has something to do with the raids on all the journalists because they want to kind of make another talking point because the caste census is not going to be a convenient talking point for the bjp Uh, now hopefully the professor will tell us why uh, is it not a comfortable talking point for the bjp what it actually tells us and what are the larger you know implications for the rest of the country are we to expect the census this sensei what is the plural of census census is uh whatever it is surveys so uh, we can say. multiple census census yeah so uh yeah. Like, when can we expect one for all india uh so this idea that you use census data to bring in marginalized groups and make them stakeholders in power systems is actually a colonial invention i think 1857 is where the british kind of really figure out that they did not see a uprising of this scale coming up and one of the discussions that happens in london after that is like how did we miss this 
and uh, they undertake like huge amounts of exploration on the indian subcontinent 1860s 1870s you have geographical surveys being done all kinds of things including the census and what we start seeing from 1871 1881 1891 is that the british census is telling them that some of their assumptions about their indian territories are fundamentally wrong one of the things that they assume is that brahmins are about 30 to 40% of the population the census is returning them data consistently saying this is not the case and uh, by the 1890s the british are very certain that they need to bring other groups and into the framework and therein comes this idea that you use data you use a caste census data jinnah's argument was that thanks thanks mainly to the efforts of gandhi there had been there had been created this like vast permanent hindu majority and if muslims were to stay in india they they would never get political power because you have like 80% to 20% population but over time after independence thanks to the efforts of like leaders like ambedkar and uh, more recently efforts of obc leaders like you know lalu prasad mulayam singh yadav dalit leaders mayawati that coalition that permanent majority kind of fractured a bit and the genius of modi and his bjp is that they essentially recreated that permanent majority all over again how they did that that's a separate uh, point of discussion but they did create that and the initial response of all these you know congress and all the other parties was they tried to play bjp on their terms right so they were trying to you know welfare against welfare soft hindutva all that stuff like marginalization of muslims and stuff and all that and that became a strategy with diminishing returns now this thing what they have done now with this if actually it like has any impact they have struck at the very kind of the fundamental you know uh, power structure of what what the modern bjp is built on the their electoral dominance is built on that i think uh, modi's response shows how rattled he is uh, this is not a path that bjp thought opposition would go down and uh, it's not just that the bjp was trying to stop this let's remember that congress is the main party who created this policy and sustained this policy of caste agnostic census for decades and this is not a path that they have gone down willingly in fact it has taken 9 years of modi's absolute ruthless uh you know machinery kind of rolling through the congress they won elections where they lose it they steal power they break parties they harass like the total domination it's finally pushed the opposition into this kind of a consensus where they they've had to go down this road we forget that rahul gandhi was launched in his political career not against modi but against mayawati he made his debut in up he was going around dining and staying over at dalit basti households in up that the whole discourse was being set like we should be under no delusion that the bjp is not aware of these caste realities no political party today can go into an election not being aware of different caste permutation combinations and they don't need a caste census for it so uh when a bjp comes back to up for example it comes back on the power of fragmenting obc castes right so you it's a cliche to hear 
non yadav obcs throughout elections you hear that so the bjp is very aware uh, so you know this whole question of is it going to dent their politics is it come as a shocker to them i don't think so and which is why you see constant efforts to bring in fragment a larger sort of a bahujan solidarity and fragment castes and get significant castes and subcastes within the large obc chunk to their side no no i don't think any political party will be stunned i'm just i just think that i mean you knowing something is one thing everybody knowing it is a different thing right the expectations change will so people get to know i don't think like i mean they pay bloody dozens of crores if not scores of crores to you know uh, these agencies to figure out you know micro fragment each constituency in this neighborhood who stays in this neighborhood so they know that but me knowing also, is one thing also you're forgetting they have 2011 data they right. did the caste census in 2011 it has yeah. never been released the official yeah, status is exactly. that uh, it can't be released its data is corrupt but they have it i've seen some arguments where people are saying that oh but you know we should remember that nitish kumar is only doing this for political gain and just the stupidity of that argument always blows my mind because because he's a same there are many good like... things that have a political impact like right now we think only things like bigotry and arresting journalists these are electoral strategies but there are age old electoral strategies that do benefit people and so when people say things like oh now nitish kumar will use this as a plank of social justice yes that's good like if you use social justice as a pejorative term then yeah we already know the shape of society that you wish to see but to use this, the fact that this data is out is great and the fact that other parties are also now pushing for caste censuses is great like this is something that should be encouraged the more we know the better it is there's a monu manesar video profile that we did it's almost topped up thank you those of you who did hear our appeal last week and topped it up we are just about a lakh short so i would appreciate if you top that up as well because we don't take any ads and as you know today pretty much most media is running on the ads of some government or the other uh, or modi ji smiling face or patanjali reliance and adani and we don't do all that so do click on the subscribe button and pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served go to the monu anisar video sena link and contribute there as well now moving on to um there were raids the police official statement said that i think 34 men and 7 women were suspects. interrogated male suspects and female suspects they were called suspects yes oh i see yeah. okay so a total of about 45 and probir and his hr head have been arrested the rest have to today abisar and paronja had to go tomorrow two other people they'll have to be interrogated every day the pushback has been significant <clears throat> digipub of which news round is also part is a list of 26 journalists and media outfits from across the country that have written to the chief justice now why this ridiculous charge even people who may have had problems with news click and their coverage earlier surely cannot say that this is fine terrorism and of course if republic today did this long not today every day they're doing it that this so called independent they're using this to attack all digital media that the mm. only credible digital media is nationalist media that is no and he's also launching republic digital media so he said coincidence we are launching to take on this anti national gang anti national digital media same week as police action saying... yes we are seeing variations of the same things again 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 because we said the same thing when zubair was arrested when sidik kapan was arrested when disha ravi whom we've all forgotten about it took me a few minutes right. to remember her name like mm. who is that toolkit girl it was disha ravi when <laughs> disha ravi was arrested when umar khalid remains in jail so 
and all of this would be laugh. I mean, we're laughing now at this entire Neville Singham is one shadowy figure, you know, you know, computer in the corner of Newsclick office telling them take down the story, don't publish the story, because it's the sort of thing that they're telling us is happening. But there is no, we have no choice but to be repetitive when the same patterns of repression are also repeating themselves. You cannot find new forms of criticism when the same thing is happening week in and week out. And I think this entire McCarthy is in parallel is perfect. Honestly, like we've read and heard and reported on and commented on so many of these things. But this week, I really felt tired while writing the Newsom script. I genuinely felt like there's no point. There's no point of doing this because it just reads like a terrible Vivek Agnihotri plot, you know. You start this whole news click thing from 2020 where you're investigating an ED, an FDI violation, you know, where supposedly money has come into news click and norms, FDI norms have been flouted. It's been three years in digital India where if money's coming in, it's coming to an account, it's easily traceable what norms were flouted. We still don't know what FDI norms were flouted. We don't know what ED was able to find from 2021 onwards. And Honestly, when there's a violation, it should not take you three years. And suddenly, the whole attention has now shifted from an FDI violation to a terror angle. Mm. And the remand application that the Delhi police has you know, given to the court to interrogate is laughable. There is guilt by association that Prabir knew Gautam Navlakha since 1991. Who is Gautam Navlakha? He is charged. Again, there's another UAPA on him in the Bhima Koregaon case where he's supposed to be an anti-national. Nothing proved against him. He's under house arrest. We understand this is done primarily for a chilling effect, like otherwise, you know, going after news click really doesn't make sense. But I don't know, like for me, somebody sitting from outside seeing these kind of news that Jayashree was talking about, it just feels like the institutions have all collapsed. There is like, it, like I, I may sound very cynical, but like I think there is some humor in that in the sense it's over. You know, like uh, like what Jayashree is saying that, you know, like they're repeating the same things. No, we don't have to because it's over. It's done. We need a new paradigm in the sense. Uh, it's uh, like, you know, this idea that like we hold systems to accountable. No, no, nobody thinks like that anymore. So uh, one thing what uh, Manisha was talking about, I mean, why is this happening? They, they're supposed to do it in a certain way but that's not being followed because I mean we have repeated this a lot of times on this podcast only because the process is the punishment right you don't expect any of these guys to be like actually held up in a court of law and then punish due process and all of that the other sort of a scarier aspect of this is that this time what makes us different from other uh, sort of similar actions is that they have gone even after like very junior people yeah people who just wrote a couple of stories who contributed a couple of stories we will take the recommendations of the panel. What might enrich the lives of our listeners, Professor, that you can think of? I think there is a modern classic that people have overlooked. It's this film called Buddha in a Traffic Jam by uh, Vivek Arunimutri. <laughs> and uh, it has this particular song, which I think speaks to our times. It's called I'm a Bitch. Okay. <laughs> in this song, there is this woman. It's a feminist anthem of our times. Uh, where uh, this woman uh, gets drunk and uh, says that she's a bitch, she's a lover, or something of that sort. Like, you know, uh, it, it's stolen by some 90s pop star, Song, like, yeah. you know, okay. retro, retro, yeah. retroactively. Right. So, uh, anybody who's, uh, you know, looking for 
making meaning out of these troubled times and like you know end of days and you know things like that please go see buddha in a traffic jam bas muft mein itna hi milega for the full uncut podcast subscribe to news laundry and pay to keep news free the best way to listen to the hafta and indeed all our podcasts is through the news laundry app you can download the app by clicking on the links given in the show notes so do download our app and get the best podcast experience and also pay for news and support a new news media ecosystem that news laundry is trying to encourage where we are accountable to you because we run on contributions that you make we don't take government ads we don't take corporations ads so that news serves the public because when the public pays the public is served subscribe to news laundry click on the link in the show notes below and proudly say i pay to keep news free